When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the show, yo. Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. If, what if we named it Dirtbag and what would, it, what would my name be? You're the Dirtbag. I don't know. Everybody listening at 1130 this morning. I'm not the dirtbag. My friend's the dirtbag. I just told you what dirtbags do. No, I looked over and saw you stirring a drink with a Sharpie. That is, I've stirred it with pens before. Just, Listen, guys. Usually you make an announcement, though. You know, usually before you start using something for not its purpose, hmm. that's usually a time it's like, all right, this is weird. I got to use this pen. But Donna's just mid dirt alert. Oh, really? I don't know. Eight nominees still feels like a lot. (laughs) Whoa. Just caught me off guard. Stir, 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 stir. stir. How's the collagen thing going? You've been doing this. A lot of people do collagen, feel really great about their collagen. I I like it. I notice a difference when I don't take it. You know what I'm saying? Tell me more. I don't. Skin, nails. My nails are growing faster. My hair is growing more healthfully. I don't know. I don't know if I'm imagining it or what. That's the whole, you know, supplements in general, because they're not, they're not like controlled by the FDA. So on the back of each thing of supplements, it usually says like these claims have not been checked out by the FDA. Vitamins are different. You're talking about herbal supplements. Um, yeah, protein, uh, like workouty supplements. Sure. There's always kind of a little, little bit of a wild west out there. You think it stops Stevie Boy from getting after him, wanting to clang, and then bang? It does not. Listen, you do you, bro. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeehaw. <laughs> and Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. beat, beat, beat. I see the headline, Ticketmaster and SeatGeek are committed to all-in pricing. Live Nation and SeatGeek have committed to this, which means that they will uh, disclose the full price of your ticket up front, including all fees. So Live Nation, who's the parent company of Ticketmaster, says, We're proud to provide fans with a better ticket buying experience. We have thousands of crew working behind the scenes every day to help artists share their music lives with fans. And we'll continue advocating for innovations and reforms that protect that amazing connection. And we'll see about that. Press releases are always fun how they're written. I know, right? It's amazing connections. Um, So weird. 
I think that's a good step. Again, I don't mind getting screwed as much if I know I'm going to get screwed. But it's when you're like, wow, these tickets are only $27. Yes. And then you go to check out and they've added $61 in, I believe as President Biden called them, junk fees. Yeah. And you're like, wait, whereas you just tell me right up, straight up, that's, that solves half of the problem. That's that's a good step. That's something that they can do. I'm glad they're doing it. Right. It'd be cool if they brought the fees down as well. But at least tell us that we're going to get the fees. So I'll double clap for that's that. That's better. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Um, okay, so another day, another Ed Sheeran-related lawsuit. <clears throat> a UK hacker has been ordered to pay more than $127,000 after selling unreleased songs by Ed Sheeran and Lil Uzi Vert. It's a guy who is serving 18 months in prison for hacking their digital accounts and then selling 26 unreleased songs. He did that on the web for cryptocurrency. So he was ordered to pay that dollar amount, 127 grand, and will have to serve an additional 18 months if he can't pay it. Remember the days of like Napster and what was the other one? <clears throat> there was a one that we did. It wasn't Napster, but a BitTorrent. Oh, I don't Is that know what that it was one. Where it was supposed to be, they couldn't track it as much because you were getting little bits of the song from a ton of different people that would then sort of bring the song together. Right. Oh, that I don't remember that. You're thinking of LimeWire, I believe. LimeWire. Oh, it was Napster. Okay. LimeWire is the one yeah. we use. Yeah. Okay. That takes well, me back remember, to college. Holy cow. <laughs> well, and remember the there. I believe it was a lady in Duluth who got busted by the feds for downloading so many songs hmm. illegally. I don't know. She had like a huge fine she had to pay. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'll Google it. I'll get back to you on that. Thank you. That's you ever downloaded a song illegally? I think so, but I didn't know it was illegal at the time. Oh, tell it to the judge. <laughs> that's that's such bullcrap. I did when we were in college. It was like you were lime wiring like a like a beast. BitTorrent again was like, if I'm remembering it correctly, BitTorrent thought that they had like a legal loophole, which was we are not we're not allowing you to download the full song from a user. Instead, it's takes a little bit so if, if a bunch of users like had a song it takes a little bit from, from each, each and then stitches it all together and so it's like what they just shared a second of the song a second of the song here a second of the song the fair use what are we talking about huh. but then it all comes together and makes the song, song. right oh my god it's math i know <laughs> um hey the wham uh documentary is coming out and we have a little bit of the trailer if you want to hear it please okay it was just absolutely magical. I think it's so cool that they have all this footage of George Michael. Right, yes. So wow. So then you do help to round out the tone of the story, the, the angles yeah. of the story. Ooh, that's on Netflix July 5th. Fifth. Sounds like it's well done. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Wake me up before you go-go. I mean, how do you not feel good when you hear that song? Come on, Donna. Yeah, it's not my fave. Donna. I like the dark stuff, you know, father figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Gritty stuff. Yeah. Let's take a break. Or I'm, I'm down for also taking a nap right now. Uh, let's not take a nap. Let's do the break. Yeah, let's do the break, but let's come back. Okay, when we come back, um, 
Interesting news. I wonder, Christopher Nolan, the man behind this this huge movie that nobody knows anything about called Oppenheimer coming out this July. Uh, turns out it might be running into some very stiff competition. I'll tell you what and why they think that is the case. Also, a write-up asking, what's going on with Pixar? Hmm. Is Pixar past its prime? Mm. Chat about when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. My Talk is Donna. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Don't forget, it is motorcycle season. I'm sure you've seen a lot of motorcyclists, so it's a good time to uh, remember to be careful out there. And because, by the way, motorcycle insurance doesn't include personal injury protection, so it's even more important to contact an experienced attorney to get the compensation you deserve if you are injured in an accident that is the result of another driver's negligence. Uh, you definitely want to contact someone like Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant, someone who knows the motorcycle traffic laws. You want someone who is effective at presenting evidence to a potentially biased jury. You want someone representing you who has the experience in complex accident cases. You want Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. Listen, you could set up a free comp- consultation and it doesn't cost you anything uh, in the end unless there is an actual settlement. You could find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. All right. Happy Friday. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. We got the big Zamboni with us as well. He is honk honking honk. all over the streets right now. Honk honk. Oh, that's a nice honk. That sounds very approachable. Thank you. Uh, Oppenheimer is the newest Christopher Nolan movie that's going to be coming out. It's coming out in July, July 21st. I'm a Christopher Nolan fan in that I like the Christian Bale Dark Knight movies. I remember enjoying The Prestige. I remember enjoying Inception. There's a handful that I haven't seen. Still haven't seen Interstellar. Still haven't seen Dunkirk. I did see that one. But I'm always intrigued. He's he's a he's always committed to a a story that doesn't get out before it gets on the big screen. He tells his people, his actors, his actresses, don't say anything to the press. They're going to try to get stuff out of you. Here are our talking points and allow the the theater experience to be where they find out the fullness of this movie. So regarding Oppenheimer, I don't know a ton about it. There have been some spots that have come out, but I now with Christopher Nolan movies done, I just don't even look them up. I'm just like, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. I just want to go experience it. Good for you. Thanks, Donna. I like that. Element of surprise, if you will. But now this. How about the Hollywood Reporter this morning writing, Box Office Showdown, What? Barbie looks to open ahead of Oppenheimer. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, of course, are in this, what has felt like a much-talked-about upcoming Barbie movie. Yeah. That I think is going to be a self-aware movie. And seems lighthearted and kind of funny. It's clear it's not live action. They're they're there. These are these are uh, excuse me. It's not animated. It is live action. Is what I meant to say. So they're there. It's not like they're voicing the cast, right? And they're going up against Oppenheimer. But according to early ticket sales, it's looking like Barbie will outpace Oppenheimer in its opening weekend. Now, there's a difference here in that Oppenheimer is going to be rated R. 
it's going to be three hours long. It's targeting adults, so it already ex- is expecting fewer people. We have a question coming uh, from Denise in the back, Didi. Hey, man. I think that Barbie, I don't know if that's for kids, so I don't think it's rated R, is it? It's PG-13. Okay. So, yeah, but there, you know, you just get a much wider audience at a PG-13 that movie. That is true. That is true. Than you do a rated R movie. Sure. Because then you can't even get in if you're not 17. Right. You know what I mean, Jellybean? I remember those days. But they're saying that um, Oppenheimer Oppenheimer will likely finish in second that weekend. Barbie, they think, is going to be really big. But they think that Oppenheimer will have kind of the staying power. The word of mouth. Whoa, we saw this movie. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued. And again, I know Jack squat about it. I think this has to do with like a bomb. There's a bomb thing situation. Outside of that, I don't know much. Yeah. The Manhattan Project, creating the atomic bomb, and kind of Einstein's involved. He shows up. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's fun. I I think I want to see the trailer. I'm, uh, the trailer's intense. Is it really? Very intense, yeah. The fun thing Christopher Nolan is talking about is how they're going to create the experience of the bomb going off in a theater. Sure. And it basically said we're doing things that's never been seen before, a combination of visually as well as the audio that they can use in most of these theaters. It's going to be an experience you've never had before, is how he okay. described it. Wow. And he even changed studios that he partners with because he was like, I just want to be committed to people who are committed to movie theaters. He didn't want to do the streaming stuff. He didn't want to go down that road because he is just a hardcore believer in the theatrical experience. So, anyway. I get it. Of course you do, Donna. Thanks. You're my talks, Christopher Nolan, in many ways. (laughs) Is Pixar past its prime? Oh, this is a good question. That's the question. Um, I saw this written about in the, again, aforementioned entertainment section of the Morning Brew. Elemental is out today. That is Pixar's newest animated feature. And they say, hey, if you haven't heard much about it, because you haven't heard much about it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of natural excitement. These are um, anthropomorphic elements from different cultures who fall in love. And it's expected to grow somewhere between 35 and $45 million this weekend at the domestic box office, which uh, that feels like a lot to us, but in the world of box office... It's not, especially for Pixar, considering they've come out with smash hits like Toy Story, Finding Nemo, and Up. Also, for comparative context here, the animated Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse scored 120.5 million in its opening weekend, and this one's looking to do 35 to 45 million. They say that this just feels like another kind of dud is overstating it, but compared to some of the big box office. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The stuff they've done before, maybe it's just another dud. They've had a bunch of things that haven't exactly worked well. They had Onward, which had unfortunate timing early in the pandemic. Um, it only brought in $142 million worldwide. Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. Those were released directly on Disney Plus between October 2020 and March 22. They did get some good reviews, but they weren't commercial successes. Um, Pixar had a big return to theaters in summer of 22 with the Toy Story spinoff Lightyear. However, that film flopped. It only made $226 million globally, which for it was just not a lot of money. Um, also, the director and other Pixar executives... Um, that were attached to Lightyear were fired from Pixar earlier this month. Hmm. So people are just wondering, are the Pixar days gone? Because there was a while where I think it was like their first 10 movies that they came out with got animated best picture. They were, it was like nine for nine or 10 for 10. It was really crazy. Back in the days of toy stories, um, monsters, Inc finding Nemo cars, movies like that. But they've had a, a lot that have compared to those just been misses. And Universal's yeah. doing well. Super Mario Brothers made like a gazillion dollars. Uh, the yeah. Spider-Man animated does a ton of money at the box office. So are Pixar's best days behind them? Good question. Thanks, Donna. Guillermo del Toro has a thing or two to say about the current state of animation. Oh. That I'll save this for after our Friday slow jam. Oh, okay. Up, uh, okay. After um, eleven thirty, he no likey though. Not at all. Oh. No, he. There's some that he thinks are doing it right, but there's others. He's like, why do I feel? Why does it feel like every animated family is like a zinger, a one liner, like it's a sitcom? And he's he's got more to say about it, but um, he doesn't think that animation should just be for kids. You could kind of tackle more serious themes, sure, things like that, sure. Thinking outside the box, if you will. Thank you. Thinking outside the bun. Whose phrase? Slogan. Arby's. Nathan's hot dogs. One more. Thinking outside the bun. Thinking outside the bun. So maybe they don't have a bun. Uh... Fast food chain. (laughs) Quit mouthing it to her, Mike. Corn on the cob. Taco Bell. Right. When we return, my best. We will Thanks, uh, play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. You can call now. We'll play together next. Hey friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy from my buddies at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Has it been a while since you've been out to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters? Or maybe, just maybe, you've never been to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I get that. Sometimes you just kind of stay in your neck of the woods. Well, I would suggest this is a really good time for you to get out of your comfort zone and come check out Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, There's a whole lot that is going on there this summer, my friends. How about Jersey Boys? On the main stage. How exciting. This, of course, the gigantic Broadway hit which is uh, on the main stage at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. 
It's going to be great. I, I am working with them right now to try to figure out a time that I can go out there. I want to see this show. So we're getting that all uh, na- mapped out. But, you know, people have seen it on Broadway. They loved it. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Their smash hit songs, the stories behind them. So much fun. They also have a great concert series of Chan tributes coming up. Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, Billy and Elton, Lou Rawls, Vintage Cruise with music of Kenny Loggins and tons more. Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret laughs every Friday and Saturday night. All the details. Tickets to ChanSMDT.com. <laughs> so excited. We're yes, back, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Donna and Steve. Where yes. have you been? What's going on? Yes. Ooh, we got a good game going. You're winning. By one. Ugh. I haven't been winning in a long time in this game, so I am jazzed. I am the underdog. Let's find out what the topic is. Time, time to go to college. College. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find out how smart the two of you are as we are playing the college pop culture knowledge. You mentioned it. It is a tight game. 64 wins for Steve, 63 wins for Donna. And today is the Friday before Father's Day. And that is Wear Blue Day for Men's Health. Oh, I'm wearing green. Oh. Whoopsie. You're supposed to wear blue? Apparently you're supposed to wear blue for Men's Health today. Oh, okay. Donna, thanks for not showing any support. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I didn't know. And we've got Lori on the line to play along. Hey, Lori, how are you? Hi, Lori. Welcome to the Don and Steve experience. Hi. Hey, you. Where you been all my life? Weird. Sorry. Just hanging out, waiting for you to ask. Nice. It's good to talk with you. Um, Donna's already judging the rapport that you and I have, but we won't let that (laughs) stop us. What are you going to do after the game? What's next on your Friday agenda? I just finished work, so I'm going to go home and play with the grandkids. Wow. What oh, do you, fun. What do you work, like an overnight shift, or what's going on? No, I do home health care. Oh, good oh, for okay. you. Okay, great. And it's a beautiful day out there, I think. Just highs in the upper 70s. It's going to be great. Uh, well, listen, Lori, I feel like you and I have known each other for a lifetime. Don has been pretty distant this whole conversation, as you'll notice. <laughs> it's time for you to choose who you'd like to team up with, Donna or Steve, for a chance to win a prize. And, and what was the topic? Topic is, uh, Mikey, what do we say? Father's Day in pop culture? Uh, Grant is stepping in for Mike as he had to step out for a second here. Okay. But uh, it looks like Wear Blue Day, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. Today is Wear Blue Day uh, for, for ahead health. of Father's Day. So this is maybe like a uh, a precursor. It's Father's Day-ish bluish, Lori. Mm-hmm. What, so with that right. information, who do you want to team up Let's with? Let's go with Steve. All right, great. Donna, All right, bye. get out of here. I'm going to go use the ladies' room. Graham. I got a meeting in the ladies' room. Donna. Thank you for stalling because I'm going to take I'll a second here. be back real soon. <laughs> hey, would you do us a favor, Donna, while you're out there? I got a meeting in the I don't like the, the squat room. position you're okay. in right now. Um, <laughs> hey, would you be willing to maybe get some candy for us? I'll think about it. Come on. You just reloaded Q-Dog's thing. Now we got lifesavers and all that kind of stuff. All right, great. She's going to try to do that. Uh, if you are just tuning in again, I have finally uh, gotten a lead in this, 63 to 62, ahead of Donna. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been a dogfight for me trying to claw my way back into this, but here we are. All 
right, let's get going on this right now. Let's check out where we're at. Again, it's Wear Blue Day. Okay. And I just to confirm, because it's been a while, Steve, I start the timer after I ask the first after question. After the completion of the first question. All that right. Is, that's and correct. You're going to go, and then they're going to answer afterwards. So let's start yep. out with the first question here. All right. This, no, don't say anything, Lori. We'll, we'll turn you down. All right. We'll turn her down. This forgetful fish was first introduced in 2003's Finding Nemo. They got their own movie 13 years later. Dory. Despite sharing a name with the shade of yellow, this Disney princess is typically seen in her bluish-green dress. Pass. In the game Clue, this character who traditionally is seen in blue and is represented by the blue piece on the game board. Uh, pass. Go back to number two. Number two. Despite sharing a name with the shade of yellow, this Disney princess typically seen in her bluish-green dress. Oh, my gosh. Sharing a name with a shade of yellow. Crap! Oh, okay. That was bad. All right, now I cannot help her. Okay, thank uh, you. So I have to just stay out of this, and man, that was a bummer. All righty. Well, we are right now bringing back, and who was our guest? We got Lori. Lori. All thank right, you. Lori. Good luck. Lori, can you help out Steve at all? We, he took Dory for the first question, the forgetful fish that was introduced in 2003's Finding Nemo. But number two, he could not get, and number three, he could not get. So can you help us with number two or three? Despite sharing the name, Num- the, the number sh- two, I think, is Cinderella. Okay. And, and number th- what was the question for number three? Number three was in the game Clue. This is the character who traditionally seen in blue and is represented by the blue piece on the game board. The character's name in the game Clue. The blue piece. Gosh. No, I can't help with that one. Okay, that's okay. I have a good feeling that two <laughs> is going to be enough to get the job done here. I'll call Donna. Hey, Donna! All right, she's going to make her way back in. Um, back in the day, we used to even like step out of the door and we'd be like, "Hey, Donna, come on in." But now we just yell, "Got only come on in, Donna!" Please, she she, she should be coming in. So, oh yeah, hot tamales. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, Donna, easy. Come on. What are you trying to do? She brought in a whole bag of Swedish fish. She's struggling mightily to open it. But look at her go. Come on. You got it. Listen to that. You hear the crinkling? This is theater of the mind. Wow, what are we, Orson Welles? Oh, my God. How'd it go? Mm, So-so. Not as well as I thought it would have gone. How'd it go for Grant? Uh, it went so so. Went great. No, you did great. Oh, for me, yes. Thank you. Right. It was a little bit of a yeah. He just did a quick little tag little match. There. Ad ad lib there. Yeah, a little tag team. Okay. So Donna, you ready to go? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start the timer after I ask the first question. Again, the topic is wear blue day. Okay. Ready to go. Okay. This forgetful fish was first introduced in 2003's Finding Nemo. They got their own movie 13 years later. Dory. Final answer. Yeah. Flounder. 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 He didn't get his own movie. Dory. Despite sharing a name with the shade of yellow, this Disney princess is typically seen in her bluish green dress. Pass. In the game Clue, this character who traditionally is seen in blue and is represented by a blue piece on the game board. Mr. Peacock? And the second one? What? Disney princess? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Whatever. Good job, Donna. I think we're going to be in. Headed, I seriously think we're going to overtime here. <laughs> I think we, we might be for a very, very slight reason here. Okay, let's start out with number one. 
and the answer was, in fact, Dory. So Dory okay, did great. get their own. Oh, I wish you would have gone flounder there, Donna. I'm ready I know. to talk yourself right out of it. I almost gave her the final answer trick there to trick her out of it. Okay. This, le- this next one, despite sharing a name with a shade of yellow, Steve, we had a Lori said Cinderella for him, which was not correct. It was, in fact, Jasmine. Oh. Jasmine was the answer for that one. So neither of you got that one. Mm. Let's go to the last one here where Donna could possibly win. Oh, Donna, you are going to win. Oh, my God. No. She's not oh, due to a little oh, bit of a yes. Mr. Is it Doctor Peacock, Professor Peacock, not Mister oh, Peacock. Oh, yes. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. Oh man. So you, I guys are tied. We're going into a tiebreaker here, and this oh, is what shoot. say the name, wow. say the answer. Is that how this still goes? Or? Yeah, yeah. We'll say our name. Your name is your buzzer, and Lori, that includes you. We'll bring you back in. So as uh, Grant reads this question, if you think you have the answer, you say your name. He'll stop reading the question right. Right there, and you have an opportunity to guess, okay? All right. All right, here we go. With orange underneath, this legend performed the Super Bowl halftime show in a turquoise and teal Steve. suit. Steve, Steve, that's Prince. That is, in fact, Carass. Nice job. All right, Donna. Yeah. Lori, we, we just go. won. We beat Donna. Tell her to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't be that mean. All right, fine. I did it Thanks, for Lori. you. Thanks, Lori. Congratulations, Lori. Yeah, way to go. Thank you. We're going to set you up with some movie passes. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, nice. You guys got some cool prizes here now. Yes. I like it. Oh, yeah. The budget on this show through the roof. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take care of Lori. You it's a very guys... low roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you guys going to get into a little tip here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, right. sure. Why not? All right. Here we go. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody, Everybody on the show, show getting tipsy. Tip, 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 tip number one, hot tamales. Unbelievable. Got to get them fresh. hit the spot, Donna. Yeah. Those are in season right now, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. Um, according to the National Retail Federation, um, I'm, this is kind of a roundabout tip. This is what people are buying dad for Father's Day, whether he wants it or not. So I will read these to you, and then if this makes you want to alter your, your weekend pickup plans... So be it. How about if we do it as a guessing game real quick? Okay. Uh, any, I have a list of eight things. Okay. Uh, barbecue tools. Not on the tools. list, though I, I, I would be happy with okay. this. Uh, tickets to a sporting event. Mm, no. And again, what? these aren't things that dad wants. These are things that we're getting him. That the, the, okay. the National Retail Federation says this is what's being purchased. Okay. Well, it's not going to be a tie. That is so passe. Um, a book. Not on the list. All right, read the list. A special is... outing was on there, so maybe that. Okay. I, I don't know if that's yeah, a ticket that's event. Uh, car accessories. Okay, that's good. That's new, nice. new car mats. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I maybe need some, some of, of that WeatherTech stuff. I need some of those. Right. Tools. Tools are good. I want some tools. There's the thing that I was like, I wonder what that tool is that I need. But I was like, I don't know what tool I need. What am I going to do? Bring the guy from Home Depot to my house and say, Look at that. What tool would help that? All right, let's go back. Why don't you take a picture? Oh. What's That's the problem? Maybe idea. I can help you. No. Tell me. I can't even describe it. I think, do I need a socket set or a ratchet? Yes. Was a ratchet It's a probably socket? a socket. Does a ratchet fit a socket? Or is this? I don't think ratchet is a thing. Ratchet's a thing? It's a something socket set that needs to go ee, 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 ee. No, not in and out. This is on the side. You know the thing that goes like this. Watch, Donna. 
the thing huh. that you you put it up on. Uh, by the way, this is tool talk. Um, <laughs> this is that you put this tool up onto like a bolt thing, and then you go you tighten it, and then go. Yeah, that's a socket wrench. Socket wrench. Yep, you need that. I might have a set you could borrow. No, I don't want to borrow. I want to. I want to get some tools. Fine. Sorry, I felt emasculated, and so I got angry. Sorry, I. I just didn't want for my generosity. Woman explaining tools to me. Sorry, made me feel. It is a socket wrench, though. What the hell's a ratchet? Uh, Gift cards, personal (laughs) care items, clothes, a greeting card, electronics. These are the things that we're getting, Dad. That makes sense. Thanks for sharing. Donna, Mm. it was my privilege to do it. Um, I'm also freaking out because here we are. We got an hour and 19 minutes left of the show. (laughs) And I keep waiting. Oh, you're waiting for your uh, canoe, huh? Surprise to come in the door of like, oh, I didn't expect to see you here after all these years with this gift (laughs) for being a father of four. Wow. That's great. I hope you have a great Father's Day with your actual children. What do I have to give you a gift for? You're not my father. But you right. called me Pappy. Not on purpose. <laughs> Can we go? Sure. feels like we did a while back. When oh. we come back. Oh, do you want to do a ticket giveaway? Do we Who want did... to do that here? I don't want to put Grant in a tough spot. Let's do it later. Let's do it later. All right. Um, how about this? When we come back, we got food news. There was a certain kind of French fry that went away in New York. New York demanded it come back. And now it's back. We'll tell you what it is. We had never heard of it. And I asked the question on Facebook. What are the best type of French fries? Got a ton of responses. We'll do a little French fry chatter when we come back. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. 1071. Everything entertainment. I really want to give something away. Like what? Uh, Grant, you know what? Loons on the Lake. Oh, the Comedy Fest. That's yes. it. Oh, that's fantastic. Jimmy, uh, JJ Walker. He's going to be one of the headliners there. Yeah, so a pair of tickets to Luna Lake Comedy Festival. It's with Crooner's Supper Club. It's tickets for uh, for three. Is it uh, night three featuring, like you said, Jimmy Walker and JJ Good Times. Friday, June 23rd at 7 p.m. So what caller do you guys want to take? You pick it, Steve. Let's do caller number three. Love it. 651-641-1071. Right. That's the number to call. You could win a fantastic prize. All righty. While you're doing that, Steve's going to tell us about French fries. Donna, you totally screwed me up here. You brought in all these hot tamales and these Swedish fish. You told me to get candy. You brought in all the candy, it feels like. I brought in two candies. Following outrage and a petition, cottage fries are back at two New York institutions. What's that? What are cottage fries? Apparently, they're a thing that people really like that they decided they want it back. I'll just describe it to you. I would call it like a crinkle cut potato coin. Does that feel like it checks out? You see a picture of it? Yeah. Okay, crinkle cut potato coin. A thinly coin. sliced, round, crinkly potato. It kind of looks like if a pickle were a potato. Yeah. Right? Yes. Large pickles. Okay. What is the, what is it? What's it's, special about it? I don't think it's just the cut. I think that people care about certain fries. It's, I mean, they are really like they're as they describe them, ridged potato discs. I like ruffled potato coins, but um, they they just have like a different consistency. Each way that you cut a fry when you're making a version of fried potatoes, just hit a little bit differently. Okay, you know whether it's crinkle cut or straight. I don't know why those seem to taste different, but they do. 
people were like, this is a staple here at a couple different spots in New York. They went away. There was sort of a supply issue. And then people were like, hey, you got to bring those back. And so now they're happy to say that they're coming back. But it caught my attention, not because I'm going to New York anytime soon, but because I thought, what is a cottage fry? I'd never heard of that. I thought it involved cheese of some sort, melted, as in cottage cheese. Cheese over top of it. Oh. Is that part of it? I don't think so. Well. I asked on our Facebook question this morning, um, on my Facebook page, I should say, just generically. What are the best type of French fries? May I start with you, Donna? The, the the most yummy French fries to you. And you can say the style or if you have a specific place because people are answering in all sorts of different ways. I like like the half moon thick cut fries. I call that a ranch fry. I believe it's called a ranch okay, fry. Okay, ranch fry it is, but I want it to be uh, made with truffle oil. Wow, that's that's specific. Thank you. But that's that umami. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which umami. I just learned oh, in the past year what that meant. Uh, for like me, savory, right? Yes, it's Mushroom-y. like a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a mm, what is that? Often, if you say that about a meal, there's 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 umami. Mm, that's it's hitting the it's providing umami. Got it. Got it. We're a okay. food show. Eh. My favorite fries. Thanks for asking. Potato patch French fries from. Kennywood Amusement Park in Pittsburgh. Okay. Donna. You're getting very specific. Potato wedge? Potato patch French fries. And they are sliced potatoes. It's like, I I mean, you just slice them up. those look great. You put them in the fryer. They're delicious. Right next to it, they have a... uh, a salt bar. You can get a little vinegar on them if you want. You can have a side of cheese, a side of gravy, a side sure. of ketchup. Right. They're really, really fabulous. Uh, how about this? Got a lot of responses. The ones from the fries from Freddy's Steak Burgers. You know what that is? Nope. Pamela says State Fair fries. No other fries come close. Really? I do like a State what Fair you, fry. What do you think it is about them? They're I, very crisp. They're fresh cut French fries. They are crisp. They're right out of the fryer into your tub. You can get them heavily salted. And uh, they just, I don't know, all the, the the salt on them is really satisfying for me. The texture is really good because they're kind of crispy on the outside. But chewy on the inside. Yeah. Noreen likes the fries at Five Guys. Donna used to think Five Guys was a mechanic shop. She essentially had Five Guys confused with auto Pet parts. Boys. An auto part store. That's it. Yeah. Val's in St. Cloud, says Heather. They taste like McDonald's fries used to taste. Oh. oh. Did McDonald's change their recipe? If you ask Heather, they did. Oh, wow. Tony likes sweet potato fries. And I'll tell you what, I have really come over to sweet potatoes oh, in the last seven or eight years. I oh, love. I thought I was eating sweet potatoes last night. Turns out it was carrots. <laughs> <laughs> How do you mix up a carrot with a sweet what? potato? Well, well, they were the color, and then they were baked in the oven. Stevie Boy was out manning the grill, doing some chicken, and I come back in. I was like, oh, look at these little sweet potatoes. Next to, like, little sliced up russet potatoes. And I was like, oh, look at those. Hmm. And then I ate some and still thought they were sweet potatoes. And then later... No, you thought they were carrots. No, I thought they were sweet potatoes. Oh, but they were carrots. And then got it, later got it. in the meal, somebody said... Those carrots are really good. And I was like thinking in my head, I miss the carrots. And then I immediately realized those weren't sweet potatoes. 
Those were carrots, and I didn't tell anybody. I was going to say you didn't say that out loud, right? Generally, I would. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, Speaking of potatoes, remember we did the uh, potato mail challenge? Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel the Painter, thank you for the package. We got the potatoes in the mail. Oh, all right. And the Canadian goodies. Oh, the Canadian treats, too. Yes, which we need to really look, look, look at those. Well said, Steve. Cedarvale fits his <laughs> waffle with their seasoned sour cream. Wow. I do like a waffle fry. I like that it provides you a different option to get more condiment on your fry. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm Little saying? ranch. I'd like ketchup. to say what fry I think is an absolute trash garbage fry. Hash. That is a greasy oh. disaster. What is it? Curly fries. Thank you. They suck. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I love Arby's. I love their mozzie sticks. Great. Those are sneaky good. Mm-hmm. I love Arby's roast beef. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of their fries. Nope. They're just terrible. I hate wow. dark brown curly fries. You know, no, thank you. They have a crinkle fry option there now. Is that right? They do. So you, so you and me who do love to go to Arby's can no longer suffer through their curly fries. You can get their crinkle fry, which I would say they're hit or miss. They're very good, but it depends on the temperature. Okay, but definitely I love a that you guys option. know every fast food fry. Oh yeah, not only the that. At home, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Orida. Yeah, Orida. Or, Orida's crinkle cut is really, really great. Yeah. I love a crinkle cut fry. Shout out to Culver's for your crinkle cut fries. Love those. I like a crinkle too. What's up with that? Why do we like them more? Like there, I, I just love so many fries. It's the thickness, I think. This is why I've said before: if you had to choose. Potatoes in any form, and we're just talking about fried forms here, but potatoes could be a baked potato, mm-hmm. loaded potato, potato wedges. Potato salad. Potatoes or pizzas. Only one can remain. I, you think it's a quick decision and you think it's pizza because pizza's so awesome. But potatoes are a rather diverse bunch. They're like NATO of the food world. There's so many different varieties of them and styles But of the them. thing is, they're diverse in how you can eat them, but they're not diverse. They're the same. It's the same all the time. The same nutrition. At least it's more balanced when you have a piece of pizza. Eat some pizza. Piece of pizza. Pizza, pizza. You get, you know, you get your carb. You get your... Carbs, fat, protein. You get all that. Yeah, all of it. But I'm just talking about what tastes better. Pizza. I don't know. The world's best bite of pizza versus the world's best... Potato, like French fry. Oh, mashed potatoes. You know what potatoes suck? What? Hash browns. What is that garbage? <laughs> it's just grease with like potato flakes okay. in it. It's so greasy. It is greasy. Mm, Although a McDonald's <laughs> hash brown. Oh, that's ah, different. In a f- more solid form. Is yes. nice. All right, we got to go. All right, fine. We'll come back. Dirt alert next.